Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode 14, YouTube and personal branding with Karen Bourne. Hello and welcome to the Erin May Henry Show. I am your host, mentor, and friend, Erin, and I'm here to teach you how to show up and feel confident to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. This podcast is all about personal branding, and we dive deep into topics such as mindset, growing a global community, social media marketing, and building your online empire. If this is our first time meeting, then welcome my beautiful friend. I am so incredibly excited to have you here. When I'm not podcasting, you can usually find me on my YouTube channel, All About Business and Mindset, hanging with my community in the May Collective Facebook group, or of course, drinking a wine somewhere down in sunny Australia all of which you are totally welcome to join me. If you're ready to shake things up and step up to the plate as the game changer that you were created to be, then this is the podcast for you. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I hope that you are having an absolutely fabulous day so far. For today's chat, I was seriously lucky enough to sit down with the amazing Karen Bond. And when I say sit down, I mean theoretically sit down. Of course, I was in Australia and she was in Canada. But regardless of that fact, I was able to talk to her all about how she grew an amazing personal brand using YouTube while also being a successful entrepreneur. We really dove deep into her story about how she started the business first and the brand came second and what it's meant for her to have this passion project alongside a successful business. This episode is jam-packed with tips for people who are looking to grow their personal brand, particularly using YouTube. And Karen shares some amazing tips on storytelling and really authentically connecting with an audience. She's had incredible growth over the past year on her YouTube channel. And I believe this, this episode is going to be the inspiration that you need to do the same. So let's jump in to chatting to Karen. Karen, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I cannot explain how excited I am to have you here on the show, but also I know my audience is going to be so thrilled that I am coming to share your story because you've been such an inspiration, not just to me and my friends and my clients, but also to my community at large. So thank you so much for coming uh, today. Erin, you, I am so thrilled and so honored to be on your show. You are up to amazing things. So thank you so much for having me on your podcast because I just love what you're doing. So this is awesome. I'm thrilled. And I was just um, actually telling Karen, it's so funny because I actually was introduced to Karen by Natasha, who you all will know very well because I speak about her all the time. But I know for a fact that both Natasha and I actually use Karen's story as a case study for how when you do put in the hard work and just show up and tell your story, how you can grow an awesome audience. So I'm very excited to get some tips out of you today. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) I'm excited. Yes. Thank you so much, Erin. Pleasure. But I have absolutely loved watching your journey on YouTube. It's been incredible incredible to see your growth. But for those who maybe are just meeting you for the first time, if there are anyone in the audience who that is, I'm not sure that that's possible, but would you mind just taking us through your story a little bit and just talk about, you know, what led you to start growing a personal brand outside of being an interior designer and jump onto YouTube? Yeah, for sure. Well, for those of you who uh, have not been introduced to me, I am the founder and creative director of an interior design firm called House of Bonn. Uh, so named after my last name, Karen Bonn. And I founded the company about uh, almost exactly nine years ago. It'll be nine years this May. And the my interior design practice is based in Vancouver. We do international work. We, we're currently going as far as working on a beautiful penthouse in China. And I've grown my team to about nine people. Uh, So it's been quite the journey, like the business journey over the last nine years. And I want to say about three years ago uh, is when I started diving into social media, maybe about three or four years ago. So I had a run of 
my first five years in business where I really didn't do anything on social media. I didn't post anything on Facebook. I don't even think Instagram was around when I started my business. Um, and it was after five years, once I started to get a little bit more established in my interior design practice that I decided to go online. And that was just a really organic, um, kind of transition. I don't want to say transition, maybe addition to my business because I had gotten to a point where, you know, when you're in startup phase, that that's the time when it can be like the most thrilling, the scariest. Um, but if you're a true entrepreneur, it's a very, very exciting time because startup is the time when you're just trying to figure it all out and getting it established. So after about five years, when I had a, a good client base, I was just really curious about what was going to be next for me. And, and even though I had a, was building a really great interior design portfolio, I felt I had this fire inside me where I felt like I had more that I wanted to say and more that I wanted to contribute beyond my interior design portfolio. And that's kind of how the journey began online. It was um, really just getting exposed to some amazing blogs and the world of YouTube. Um, and, you know, and here now today, I feel like three, three or four years later, it's evolved into a media team and support and consistent um, content on YouTube. And we're having so much fun with it. So I love, I, I love what we're doing online right now. And the heart of it is wanting to give back to my community and really wanting to share entrepreneurial knowledge to people who are starting businesses, to young women. Um, because I remember when I was starting my business and you know, it's hard to find a lot of great resources to go to and you just have so many questions when you're in startup. So it's really about giving back for me. I love that so much. I know that you... Um have well I know that you started when you started your channel with a little bit of beauty and a little bit of travel was that the plan in the beginning that you were going to become an entrepreneurial inspiration or is that something that kind of evolved over time you know I think it it was a little bit of an evolution over time for me I I truly feel like yes I'm an interior designer but I'm an entrepreneur first. And so I love talking about business. I love talking about anything that is entrepreneurial related, whether it's startup growth, you know, scaling a business, HR hiring, anything that's business related. I love talking about that. And I felt like in my interior design practice, I didn't have the platform to talk about that. And like everyone, when you're starting something new, it's really easy to look left and right for inspiration. And so when I was starting my YouTube channel, I was really just trying to express myself and figure out, okay, what, like, how is this platform going to work for me? Which is why I started doing beauty and travel. And, you know, I was just trying to figure it out. And, um, I'm a believer that the best way to learn is by doing. So I was just kind of taking little risks here and there with different types of content. Um, and then it, and then it really evolved into what I'm passionate about, which is entrepreneurship, um, and style really. So that can be interior design or fashion or beauty. I love, love, love that so much. And it's such a perfect example. And this is why I love your journey so much because something that I speak about all the time is that your personal brand doesn't always need to be a direct uh, promotion of your business. To me, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like your channel is, uh, your audience on your channel is separate to your customers and your clients that you really are dealing with in your business Absolutely. and you're, you're not directly selling on your, your, your design services on your YouTube channel. Um, For sure. I couldn't agree with you more about that. And I, I'm so happy that you picked that up because um, I think that if you are using social media as a marketing tool for your business, which is great and a, a, can be a great tool depending on what your business is, that is a different ball game and a different strategy than building a personal brand. And for me, the audience that watches my YouTube channel um, or watches my social media is very different than the client that would hire House of Bond to... Yeah work on their project. So yeah, I think understanding who your audience is and who you're speaking to is really important as well. Um, And I guess just a little tip on that note is what I've learned through social media is, you know, people often, and me too, I wanted to speak to like an audience, you know, girls that were between the ages of 24 to 44 who were into style and entrepreneurship. But 
I think if you can actually pair it back and think about one person who you really, really want to speak to and speak to that person over and over again, I think you will organically build an audience that likes or resonates with that same type of content, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I love that so much. And I think another great addition on here, like you said, when you were first in business, you just didn't have someone to answer those questions. There wasn't any content out there for those entrepreneurial questions. So often when you're thinking about that one person, sometimes that one person is you, just an earlier version of yourself. Totally. Um, Yes. But something I would really love to know then, and I think this would really be great because obviously so many women want to grow their personal brands. They want to grow their business and they're worried about the marriage between the two and, you know, how it's all going to pan out financially and for growth. Has having the YouTube channel helped you to grow your business Mm -hmm. in any way? I love that question. I've been asked that so often, like, has the YouTube channel helped in growing my business? At this point, I would say, ah, it's such a tough question to answer. I have not gained any direct clients through my YouTube channel. And people are often surprised when I say that, um, but it just isn't the place that my clients are hanging out on. Like they're not hanging out on Instagram and on YouTube, uh, looking at lifestyle content and entrepreneurial content, and then finding me that way to... um, design their place or their, their project. Um, so in that respect, no, but having said that, I, I really feel like I'm only at the start of my journey with building a personal brand and my journey on YouTube. It's really only been a couple of years and I am a believer that things don't happen overnight. So, I mean, we could talk again in a couple of years and then maybe I'll say, you know, 50% of my business comes from YouTube. I don't, I don't know. I can't answer that right now, but for now they are two completely different audiences. Has having the YouTube channel secured extra like publicity or press or any media mentions or anything like that? Um, well, right now I've got my series that's running Bonafide, which is, uh, the interior design series following my own personal home renovation. So that's been really great because that's been a nice crossover between the work that we do at House of Bon and my personal brand. There's a nice kind of connection and tie there. So I would say that, I mean, that generates a little bit of like press interest and media interest. Um, but is it, I'm just trying to think of how to answer that question directly. I mean, I think for me, building a personal brand, if, if people are starting a business and they want to build a personal brand, I would caution people because both things take a lot of work and they're not the same thing. Yeah. And some people can build a personal brand um, or an online you know, personality, if you will, and then create a business out of that. Like yeah. that's kind of the whole blogging industry um, or YouTubers. And, and that's great. That's, that's great. But if you're trying to build a business that is product oriented or service oriented, I think people have to be um, just really aware of how their personal brand could impact you know, that service business or product business and will it impact your service business or product business in the way that you want it to. So they can really be two different things. And in my case, they really are. I love that so much. And yeah, I mean, it's a perfect example. Even with my story, I was the opposite. So I did grow the personal brand first. I was on YouTube for four, three years before even starting a business. So mm-hmm. I really think putting your attention towards one thing is a really great way to ensure that you're not spreading yourself too thin. And then eventually we'll all get married together very nicely and get you up. Exactly. There. And yeah. it, it takes, it takes time. It takes a lot of work. And I'd be, are, for you having grown a personal brand first, I would imagine that that, like it took a while to get that going and for you to really grasp what you wanted the business to be. Correct. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I had no yeah. idea what the business was going to be. I started in fitness. <laughs> so right. Okay. There you go. Evolution came much later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think a major question that so many people would have on their mind as well is because you have done so well on YouTube and it's no surprise to me due to the content that you put out. It's just so attractive. It's so helpful. It's everything that you ticks all of those boxes for what's going on at YouTube at the moment. But 
do you, and I know your team have, you have the media team now, do you sit down and strategize about how to grow a YouTube channel or is it something that's kind of happening a bit more organically? And do you have any advice for someone who's potentially wanting to grow a YouTube channel? Um, yeah, those are great questions. And thank you for saying that because the YouTube growth, I mean, it has happened pretty fast. Although I think because I'm so ambitious and hungry, if it, nothing ever feels like it's happening fast enough (laughs) for me. Um, but with my media team, growing my media team was also just a very organic, um, kind of process that happened where, I started, you know, I want, I knew that I wanted to do more on YouTube and I really started with just myself and left flip camera and I was editing my own videos and I was trying to publish vlogs and I very quickly realized, oh my God, like I have a full blown business to run, which is way more than a nine to five. And I really don't have time to be editing these vlogs from 7 PM until two in the morning, which is what I was doing. So I hired Sama or Kristen, who a lot of people have seen and she started taking on some of the the video production. And then, you know, as things just got busier and, and things ramped up, we kind of organically were just adding more people. And the great thing about my team, which I love so much, is that I think we all share the same value of authenticity. Yeah. Um, and we really, like everyone on my media, like everyone is super down to earth and everyone is very honest and honest with each other and honest with themselves. And I love that because what happens with that formula is that we start creating really authentic and honest content. Um, so it's very rare. Like in, in the beginning, we really started looking, we had a few people were that we watched really closely and that we were, you know, looking at their videos and that's a normal process. Um, when you're, when you're growing anything kind of creative. Um, but we decided, okay, you know what, let's, let's turn this off and let's just start making our own content and let's just start speaking authentically about what's true for us. And, you know, let's just put it out there and see what happens. Um, and, and people are watching. So it's, I mean, that, that's great. And you know what, even if one person was watching, I honestly would still do this. Like I, I love it so much that, as long as I'm speaking to one person, that is enough to me. Like it's amazing every single time there's a new subscriber or more views. Like it's such a great feeling. And I'm always so honored and humbled that people are watching and paying attention. But truly, if it was one person like that, that's totally enough. I love that so much. And I actually want to speak more on this, but just to park it for a second, because there's something that's really important that I just want to pull out of this. I think it's really easy to look at someone like Karen, you know, and say, oh, she's got a media team. It's easy for her. But just as Mm -hmm. she said, she started with a flip camera herself editing till two in the morning. Everybody starts somewhere and then grows from there. You know, it's, it's, it's too easy to say, oh, you know, this person has this, this person has that camera, this person has a team, but everybody starts at ground zero. And the only thing you can do if you want to get to the point of the people that you admire is just start. Would you agree? For sure. Absolutely. And you know what, Erin, I think some people just on that note where people, you know, you might look at other people and go, oh my God, well, they have a team. Of course they can do this. This is so easy. Honestly, I work harder because I have a team. Yeah. So I don't know that it necessarily makes things easier. It, for me, building a team and growing a team is like a very fulfilling thing in and of itself. Um, But it definitely, I have to work harder to maintain my team. So yeah, I think it's, it's really easy to just assume that because you have a team, it's like really easy. And that, that is, that's a total myth, a total myth. I love that so much. And then, so just on what you were saying, I love how you were talking about the authenticity of it all. And I know that the audience love the raw authenticity of your vlogs, but as Mm -hmm. a creator now, do you feel any sort of pressure to make like constantly be adding a new level of value? I think there's this crazy kind of paradox between what people expect of themselves and what's actually expected by the audience. I think a lot of people, you know, enjoy kind of sometimes just the, the day in, day out kind of Monday and this is what I'm doing. But then yeah. do you ever feel this pressure? Like <clears throat> it's, it's not good enough. I need to do more. Um, the, do I ever feel pressure that it's not good enough and I need to do more? I know I, I, I don't feel that pressure actually. I, why don't I feel that pressure that it's not good enough? Maybe because I don't, again, maybe because it goes back to, I 
I truly feel like it's, this is a form of self-expression and it was, it's a, for me, it's really about giving. So I'm not, I'm not doing it to try to, you know, compete or to, I don't know, be like anyone or better than anyone or anything like that. So I don't have a pressure to do more, be better, any of that stuff at all. I really feel like, you know, what I, I truly feel like I'm giving, sharing with my audience and giving to my audience. And what if it's not, it's not enough, go watch someone else because this this is what you're going to (laughs) get. Yeah. So just putting those blinders on, just doing you, be unapologetically yourself and just do the, you know, what, what lights you up is what's going to light other people up. Yeah. And I, I think, and I think that that energy really resonates with me is like, I know if that I'm excited about a topic or I'm excited to share something, or if I'm in the moment, I, I'm sure that my audience is going to like it too, because you're coming to the table with that energy. So, and blinders I think can be hugely, hugely, I think they're almost the most important thing. We were actually just talking about that on the way over to setting up for this podcast that, you know, social media, it's, it can be, you have to kind of manage yourself a little bit because it really can induce comparison. You're looking left and looking right and seeing what other people are doing and, you know, making up stories about what their life is like in comparison to yours. And that comparison truly is the thief of joy. And it really breeds a feeling of inadequacy. It can anyways. And that can be a really hard thing to um, try to untangle yourself from. And so I think it's important to just keep those blinders on and, you know, do you, I know that sounds so cliche, but, um, and in doing that and in expressing yourself for you and not for other people, that's really where the joy comes from. Yeah, absolutely. And then that's what's going to resonate on the other side as well. I mean, I so feel that people can tell when you're just doing it for the wrong reasons or if anyone is doing it for the wrong reasons, but when someone's just pretty much just having fun (laughs) being creative, that's when you can really feel that emotional connection on the other side. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But on that then, is there like talking about comparison and talking about um, creating authentic content, is confidence something that you've struggled with along this journey or is it something that you have to actively need to work on? I think for me, confidence, um, it's not something that I've struggled with on this journey at all. I think by putting yourself out there and by being vulnerable, that for me has been a process that's just led to more confidence because as you know, and as you're familiar with, as soon as you're putting yourself out onto the internet for other people to see, that process alone is it's very vulnerable. And so even if it's a great piece of content and even if people love it, or even if, you know, my team loves it, there's always a little part of me that's like, Oh God, I feel so vulnerable. Cause you're just exposing yourself. Absolutely. And, um, but in doing that for me, there's been a huge amount of personal growth, I think. And every time you do it a little bit more, I think it really help, helps your confidence. Um, but again, that goes back to, I would, I would imagine that if I was doing it for a different reason, um, trying to be someone or trying to look some like someone or, you know, that whole like fake it till you make it thing, which I I don't really believe in that philosophy, but, um, then I think because it becomes so results driven, you know, like you, you didn't get as many likes or you didn't get as many comments or as many views as you thought you were going to get or something didn't perform, then it, it can really hurt your confidence. So I think if you are are really, you know, whatever the reason is for you, that the reason that you're doing it, as long as you just stick with that and keep doing it, I feel like that will end up building your confidence. I love that so much. Just stick with it and keep doing it. And it's not going to feel amazing on day one or day two or day 10, but after a while you go. Oh, it's so awkward in the beginning. It's so awkward in the beginning. Are you kidding? My first videos like are me in my house coat without any makeup on. With, with my flip camera and I go back and I'm like, God, why did anybody watch this? How, why did I publish I this? It's so, it's so awkward. It's so awkward, but it's. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you still have the videos on your channel? Oh yeah. The they're all there. I don't think, I don't think we've deleted a single video. I think they're all there. 
I yeah. love that. Something that I do, <laughs> something that I do always get my my clients and my audience to do because I think there's just such that fear. And again, it's it's rolling on with that current comparisonitis. It's just, you know, you look at someone who's got a team or has been doing it for five years and they're like, oh my God, they've got this Steven Spielberg type production and I'm sitting here in my, you know, house with no makeup on. But you know, again, if you actually go look at where so many people started from, it really gives you that reassurance that there's only room to grow. There's only room to grow. Absolutely. And you know what? It ta- everything takes time. Anything that's that's worth anything, anything of value, it takes time to build. And so, you know, online, you're not going to be a success overnight. In business, you're not going to be a success overnight. And if you can grasp that early on and be prepared for the journey, um, which you know, really is the thrill growing it and building it is the thrill of it, then I think it can be so much more fun. I love that. So just be enjoying that journey. It's just, I mean, the destination doesn't really exist, does it anyway, at the end of the day? It doesn't exist. Yeah. It does not exist. Exactly. It doesn't exist. There's no there to get to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So just have fun each and every single day, make the most out of what you can. Um, I love that. I love that. Do you, is there a kind of any days where you just don't feel like filming though. I know having a team, obviously you would have things scheduled and things, but is there days that you kind of don't just, just feel like filming? And if so, how do you kind of just pull through that? Yeah. I mean, right now we are working on, uh, we try to publish content every week. So we publish content every Monday at 6am my time. Thank you for time. And we're going back to two videos a week. So Mondays and Thursdays. And when we publish twice a week, I mean, there's quite a pressure to be, filming consistently and then, you know, editing and, and uploading consistently. And I find the days that are the hardest to film. Um, and I just went through a little phase of this are the times when things are very stressful in my business. We have pressure from clients. Um, we might be juggling, I don't know, a whole bunch of projects in construction or, you know, any number of business problems that can happen. It could just be a very tense time, which is what, we went through a period of a few weeks like that just recently. And that made it... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Really hard to film only because when, again, I'm in the headspace of, you know, really wanting to give to my audience, there's no, there's no fakeness in my energy. There's just real authentic enthusiasm for talking to my audience, but pulling that authentic enthusiasm out when you're very, very stressed and focused on like a business problem is difficult to do. So, um, I'm, I'm lucky in that we, we don't like, we do schedule our filming, but I don't have like a rigid filming schedule. So we're pretty fluid with, you know, how we film, when we film, um, and what that looks like. Um, yeah. And I mean, my team is so like flexible and adaptable so that, that, that makes it easier, but, um, you know what, on a day, if I don't feel like filming or it's just not a good time, we just, we don't film. We don't film. Yeah. I love that. I love that. But still, so recognizing when it's just not going to be a possibility for you, if it's just not, it's not going to fit into your schedule or it's just not a day where you're going to be able to, you know, speak authentically, but still getting it out there, still feeling it in, making it happen. What, what would you say like keeps you motivated most to keep creating this content? Oh, that's a good question. You're full of good questions. I love this. <laughs> Um, what keeps me motivated the most, I think is, well, for sure the audience, like I, I love the relationship that you have with the audience. And I thought about this so much in the last little while, how I think people who maybe aren't working in social media, they can kind of look at it as something that's really superficial or, you know, that your, your audience, they're, they're not kind of real or, um, but I like there are real people there that you are engaged with and that you're having a dialogue with. And to me, that is just like the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And just 
being able to create um, and express yourself. Like I really truly believe that self-expression is a form of service um, because as you express yourself and as you allow yourself to be who you truly are, you are giving other people permission to be who they truly are. And so the more that you can express yourself, um, the more you are in service to other people. And so I think that it gives me, I just love, like, I love it. I love waking up and I, I love making content. I love that so much. And do you know what that reminds me of? Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, how she, he, like, I'm not sure if you've ever read the book, Crush It. Um, the first, like the first one. It was the ch- first one, right? I think I yeah. did read that book. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a chapter in there and it's like literally says one word and it's just care. That's all it is, just care. And I think that is that is the missing piece for so many people at the moment. And I think this is where you really have this amazing intersection because you don't have the pressure of making money from it or making a career from it because you already have the successful business. Not saying that to anyone who's listening that that's a prerequisite, but the fact mm-hmm. that it's just so much more available for you to just connect with your audience and there's none of that external pressure I think you've nailed that care piece you really can see those people with their eyes and their hearts and their feelings and that they're not a number and a a viewer subscriber alike and Mm -hmm. when you are speaking and filming and you know that there's actual real people listening and watching and feeling that content that's when you are able to shop so much more authentically as yourself Oh, totally. And it's amazing what happens when you put yourself on a schedule, like our uploading content or um, at 6am on a Monday morning and having the audience know that that's coming and that's happening and people getting excited about the next video, like that I think motivates the entire team sometimes to like get the video done. And there will be times on Sunday night when we're you know, putting the last few words in the description box or, or doing a final review of an edit. And, but we make it happen because we just don't want to let our audience down. Like we just, we genuinely care about showing up for people in that way. So yeah. Yeah. I agree with you completely. I love that so much. I love that so much. Um, something that, well, I mean that I really, really love about your channel and I know that you've spoken about this before, but I think a huge part of building a personal brand, growing a YouTube channel, anything to do with social media really is storytelling. And I think allowing your audience to come along that journey with you and particularly you've done it so well with Bonafide. It's such an amazing series. I love it. I'm obsessed. I want to buy a house just to renovate it. But (laughs) (laughs) um, is storytelling something that you actively think about and how would you how would you advise yes. some better storytelling? Yes, storytelling for sure, for sure. Um, that's a great question. I think storytelling with content, um, it, it's kind of like your ABCs of your content. What is the story that you're trying to tell? What's the takeaway that the audience um, is going to receive? you know, how are you delivering value? And I, I have to say, I mean, I totally lucked out because, uh, my editor, Diane, um, who a lot of you guys have seen when she first came to me, I, um, she, I think she's been working with me for like eight months now or something like that. She's nodding in the background, but eight months. And when she first came to me, I mean, she was editing videos for her family and she was doing, like family videos. And I think we had an add up because we were looking for an assistant editor. We were, you know, making enough content and Kristen was so busy and so slammed. So long story short, um, Diane, you know, walked through the doors one day and she had made this little compilation for me. And it was, I think I, when I watched it, I said flat out like, okay, you know what, this is is really amateur, but you're a really good storyteller. And I want to give you a shot at making a video for me. And that was how this whole thing started. And I, because I knew that if you had the storytelling capacity, you know, the other skills you could learn and practice and train. And um, I think being able to really expose a story, tell a story, I, I do think it's super, super important. That said, I mean, we don't sit around a table and then try to brainstorm on like what the story is that we're going to tell. But I think again, just trying to be authentic about the entrepreneurial journey and the ups and downs and expose, you know, the, the good with the bad, because not every day is great. Um, and have that just be part of the story has been really important for our content. So, I mean, I lucked out or it was very serendipitous that 
my editor, Diane, is such a great storyteller. Um, but it, it's definitely something that we both really value. So it, it's great because there's a, an alignment there. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think something for me particularly that I love about the storytelling element of your videos is the environment settings. So just a, a piece of advice from my perspective of your videos to anyone who right. is listening, um, the advice is amazing the way that the advice is presented, but I think being able to really allow someone to feel like they're there with you along that journey by being able to really feel the environment. And I think that's a really great way to do it with the camera, to do it with the editing and things like that as well. But, you know, you feel like you're in the car with you because you can see, you know, the streets, you can see what's going on. You can see you, you can see your steering wheel. Awesome. All so all the, all the, that B-roll is, is working. Absolutely. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. That, yeah, that's a great tip for the audience. Like I am such a huge, we want to get t-shirts that say a little B-roll goes a long way yes. because, um, it's like, I'm such a, yeah. B-roll is everything. We love our B-roll. So it's good that, and it is part of the storytelling, right? It gives yeah. context. Um, it adds layers to your video. Um, you might be, or I might be sitting there having a coffee um, with a meeting, but if you can get little clips of what that coffee cup looks like and the shoes that people are wearing, and it just gives more depth to the meeting. Yeah. yeah. You, you really do feel like you're there with you, which is so much more impactful than someone just sitting there saying, this is what you need to do. It's like, well, totally. I'm here on your day with you experiencing this full entrepreneurial day. I, I'm not, you're not telling me what I need to do. You're showing me what I need to do. Which totally. Is awesome. Totally. Yeah. And another tip, I, I guess for creating great videos that way too, is for me, when I'm talking to the camera or on a day when I know that I'm vlogging, I'm very aware of the audience, even when we're shooting and filming. So, and I really think a lot about, okay, like as though that person was in the room or, you know, have I spoken enough to that person? Have I explained enough to that person? Um, So it can get a little weird, like when I'm in my personal life and I'm trying to vlog with my husband and stuff because yeah. it's almost like there's another person in the room. Um, but it, yeah, it, the more that you can just address that person, I, I do think that you can see it on the other side. I love that. Of, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I would think while we're kind of on the topic before we move on of YouTube and content creation, can you potentially maybe just for the audience walk through the process of, you know, an idea to launch of a video? What does that look like with having a team? Do you, do you think about what the episode is going to be about first and then go and create the content or is it afterwards if you can maybe walk us through that process a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the the best example that I have would probably be for Bonafide because yeah. those are a little bit more premeditated and more preplanned. Yeah. When we shoot vlogs or uh, day in the life content, there really isn't any pre-planning. And quite frankly, just because my business life is so busy, there's yeah. it would be impossible to pre-plan a day in the life. Um, that said, I mean, we do try to shoot days when there's a lot of action happening. We might be on a site visit and then, you know, different kinds of meetings or doing a shop or something like that. So there's a lot of activity that's happening. Um, cause that can really tell the story about the day, but for Bonafide and, and following the renovation, we like, I, I am not great with pre-planning content only because I'm not very good with a script yeah. It's like, I'm way better just winging it. Whatever happens, I'm so much better on the fly. Um, and I think that dynamic, you know, learning how to shoot that and then taking that footage and how to edit it has been kind of a, a learning process. Yeah. Um, we had to experiment a little bit with that, but we definitely don't sit down as a team and then go, okay, so tomorrow we're going to be shooting, um, you know, our demolition episode. Yeah. What, how are we going to start? How are we going to, what's the middle? What's the finish? So we, we definitely don't pre-plan it that way. We kind of just know the times that everybody's showing up (laughs) when everybody's done, we shoot and then we make something with it. And that's really, I don't know. That's really how it goes. Like, I don't think we plan more than that. I love that. I'm looking at the people around the room. (laughs) They're shaking their head. No. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe my assistant Adrian. She's kind of like, uh, there's a little more planning. Like a little more planning behind the scenes. <laughs> I think the great lesson out of that though as well is just knowing your strengths because 
I and my fiance, who's my team, <laughs> we, um, yes. we're very much the same. We just, he just follows me around with the camera and we kind of like get what we can out of that unless it's, you know, a brand sponsorship where it probably needs a bit more um, planning into it. But just know your strengths. Some people are great with just winging it and speaking from the heart and some people need a little bit more structure. Whichever you are, that's how you're going to be able to create better content is just by knowing who you are and how you work best. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I mean, one thing that I had to learn or practice, I guess, is really just trying to really be in the moment yeah. um, as you're shooting so that you can absorb what's happening too, right? Like if you're really self-conscious and I don't mean like insecure self-conscious, I mean, if you're really focused on yourself and like, how do you look and is everything perfect? How's your lipstick? Is How does your shirt fit? Then I think that can really take you out of the moment. Yeah. Um, so to be honest, like I don't even really think at all about, like I checked myself in the mirror before I left that morning and then I don't think about it for the rest of the day because I really want to be as present as I possibly can. And in that, that allows me to really connect. Like if we're shooting a bonafide episode, I can really connect with the contractor. If I'm in a space or a room, I can really talk about like, oh, this beautiful white table and look at these chairs and really be present. And I think the more present that you can be, the more value you can end up delivering to your audience. So that would be a tip is really to just get out of your, um, like try not to be self-conscious if people are struggling with that. Like just don't, don't think about yourself. Think about, think about the audience and think about the environment that you're in. That's so awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, if you were just catching up with a friend for coffee, you're not going to be like, hang on, I need to make sure like I look okay for the camera. You'd just exactly. be like, hey, let's just have, catch up and chat. And that's really- Let's cool. hang out. Yeah. yeah that's, for that's sure. Awesome. I think I think why a lot of people, obviously, and this is a, a great natural segue into my next question, actually, but obviously, you know, the self-consciousness comes from, I think, the fear of judgments and feedbacks, which is totally natural as an influencer somewhere on YouTube and, you know, for yourself going from an entrepreneur to now also being an influencer, it must've felt like an entirely new territory. And, you know, of course with that territory comes some negativity and opinions. And I I don't know if you agree, but I personally think even more so for successful women, I think it's, well, for women in general, but particularly on YouTube, it's such an open platform. I think successful women take it a lot because it, it resonates a lot with other people and brings up some maybe things in themselves that they're not too happy with, but is the, is negativity something that you've had to deal with a lot? Do you get a lot of negative comments or, you know, I'm air quoting opinions um, on your content? And if so, how do you deal with that? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that I, th- it, it, it has really amazed me how much, you know, that online bullying and negativity is really real (laughs) because before I was doing a lot of work online, you know, I'd hear about it and people would talk about it and I'd be like, Oh, come on. Not really. Um, but then having a YouTube channel and, and there are, there is the occasional negative comment. Um, it's like just really surprising. Cause I'm like, what, (laughs) where, where is this coming from? It's so weird. Um, but and, and I, for sure, to answer your, the first part of your question, like going into the online world was definitely new territory. And that's why I say it was so awkward in the beginning, right? Like figuring out how you fit into the space and, you know, where, where your place is. Like it, it just, it was a little bit of a process. But um, I think for me, I really, you know, I really appreciate the love and the great comments um, but I don't make that mean anything more than negative comments. Like I don't really pay too much attention to the negative comments and I don't really want to, I don't think you can kind of listen to either or yeah. too much. I think you really just have to be who you are. Right. And people will love you or people will hate you. But again, you can you, um, like it's so, it's so nice to get the, the love and the appreciation Um, but I think you can't let that, you know, inflate your ego either because you just, you just are who you are. So the negativity, I always find it like a little bit weird, but I, I find it comical actually that people will say some of the comments that they say that are just totally off base or, or I don't know. I, it it doesn't bother me that much. Yeah. Like every once in a while I'm like, Oh God, really again? But it, it really, I don't listen to it too much. That's such a unique perspective. And I really, really love that. And for anyone listening, because, you know, so often we just hear like, don't worry about the haters, don't worry about the haters. And that's, that's the end of it. But I think what you've kind of touched upon there is just really not 
not swaying either way, not getting validated by the love and then not getting upset by the haters. If you just, you know, again, going back to if you were just living your life as, as a normal person, not saying that influences aren't normal, like mm-hmm. neither, neither one's going to change who you are and it, it shouldn't be any different online. You shouldn't feel any better about yourself because someone, a stranger said that you're awesome, but then you shouldn't feel any worse about yourself that someone said you suck. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I, exactly. I think it's, again, uh, not not like putting blinders on, but just not letting it, you know, you can acknowledge it and know for yourself, like, okay, it, like there's 99% love and 1% hate or whatever that mix looks like um, for someone. But I think you can't let that, yeah, you can't, you can't let that impact you too much either way, I don't think. I love mm-hmm. that. You've got to say true to yourself because you can get influenced by the positive comments. I think just as much as you can, the negative, you know, someone gives you their constructive criticism again with the air quotes, but, um, and it can make you stop wanting to, to be yourself. But then if people are telling you too much of something else, maybe you'll sway in a different direction as well. So I really love that advice. The blinders are coming in handy. <laughs> yeah. The blinders are coming in handy. And I've even heard of, you know, or, or, or couples that have broken up on YouTube because they started acting a certain way in their relationship because the audience really loved that or really, you know, and so I, at that point, I think you're kind of creating, you're catering a little too much to your audience. I mean, it's great to create content that obviously is, is doing well. Um, but I, I still, at the end of the day, I always think that you need to stay true to yourself. Yeah. And, 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 and if you do that, it, none of it matters. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, if you decide one day you don't want to do YouTube anymore, you want to change completely or, um, there's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a really good grounded whole way to approach it I think yeah mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much and that that truly is kind of what we're all about here you know with the with the tagline being un- unapologetically yourself it doesn't just mean like being crazy out there being yourself it just means staying true to yourself and just understanding exactly who you are and being yes. that, that that person whether it is at a family dinner or whether it's on YouTube like you have to totally yeah yeah for sure I love that. And then, okay, so kind of my last question then on the like personal life side of things, I think it's quite natural for influencers to share parts of their personal life. And I think you do it so well with, you know, sharing your workouts and your beautiful dog and everything. But is this something that you have to consciously think about? Like, oh, I should like, particularly on things like Instagram stories, like, oh, I should share a bit of my life today. Or is that something that just comes quite natural? Yeah, no, it's sharing my personal life is totally organic. I mean, I, I think that I keep, um, most of my personal, like my husband is a pretty private guy. He's not really interested in social media, uh, which is great. Cause I can't imagine having two people yeah. <laughs> having both of us, uh, like that. But, um, so, you know, and I'm t- completely respectful of that. And some things are just private that, you know, I want to keep private. And then there's other things that I want to share, but I love the compliment that when people have seen me on YouTube, um, maybe they know me, like have watched me through a friend or something like that. And then when they meet me in person, they're like, oh my God, you're exactly the way that you are on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, why would it be any different? Like, yeah. it, it, why would it be any different? And so it's not, um, yeah, I don't consciously go, okay, like today, now I haven't done a lot of personal content. Let's do something personal. But I like, I like just genuinely sharing with the audience. So whether that's look is personal or more business, um, it just, what it just flows kind of naturally. Yeah. So whenever that kind of inspiration hits, Hey, I should jump on and talk. It's not something that you're like consciously being like, okay, I need to do this, this, and this at this time. Totally. Yes. And I've actually let that go a little bit. Like I think for a little while there, I sort of felt like, Oh my God, there always has to be stories that's uploaded. But, um, uh, now it's just a lot more organic. If I don't want to upload, then I won't upload. Yeah, I love that. So really not even succumbing to kind of those pressures that, you know, the algorithm, this, that, a lot of people talk about. It's just really whatever feels natural to you, whatever feels authentic to you. And when that inspiration hits, that's when you jump on and speak. All right. So they are all the questions that I do have. But of course, I do have my game first thought where it's just going to give the audience a little bit more of an introduction into exactly who you are with some fun questions. Um, awesome. Love it. This is just to answer them as quick as possible. Um, the first thing that okay. comes to your mind. and Okay. All right, ready? Ready. If you weren't an interior designer, what would your dream job be? If I was an interior designer, my dream job would be a ballerina. Oh, I love that. (laughs) That's not what I was expecting. Uh, What is your favorite song of all time? 
Ooh, my favorite song of all time. Oh my gosh, that is, can I come back to that one? I'm so terrible with music. (laughs) If you had to change your name, what would you change it to? If I had to change my name, I would, oh my gosh, what would I change it to? Um, It would be something simple like Sarah (laughs) or Madison. Oh, I like Madison. Do you prefer summer or winter? Um, I love both. I like hanging out at the beach in the summer and I love skiing in the winter. (laughs) Would you rather lose your phone or your wallet? I would rather lose my phone. I hate having to renew cards and all that (laughs) stuff. So I would not want to lose my wallet. (laughs) I've done that too many times. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? If I could only eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would probably be, um, lettuce. Really? (laughs) Would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Only able to whisper or only able to shout? I'd only be able to whisper because then people have to come in close. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Any song you can think of? Favorite song of all time? My favorite song of all time would be, um, oh, you're putting me on the spot. What's the first song that comes to your mind? Honestly, I'm so bad with music. You know, I, it's because I've just got back from Coachella and I got introduced to like Jungle and Haim and all of these like great bands and groups that I'd never heard and listened to before. And so I'm really into Jungle right now. It's like really smooth kind of funk dance music. And that's been on my playlist for like the last 48 hours nonstop. Um, but my favorite song of all time... Um, Oh God, would have to be, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> you can, you can, you can email me and I'll put it in the show notes. So everyone. Okay. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. It was honestly so insightful, particularly for anyone who is looking to be an entrepreneur, is looking to grow a YouTube channel and their personal brand. So many amazing tips that you have shared today. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Aaron, thank you so much for having me. I've been so honored and appreciative that you're having me on your show and you are doing amazing things. So keep doing what you're doing because I just, I love your content. Oh, thank you so much. And I will leave all of Karen's information in the description below. Go check her out, go follow her, go love her, go do all of the amazing things. And thank you so much for listening. So I really hope that you enjoyed listening to that chat with Karen. She's such an inspiration. And if you are not following her channel already, then please be at the next thing that you do because she will inspire you to step up your YouTube game, to grow that personal brand and to authentically connect with your audience with which ultimately at the end of the day, in my opinion, is the best way to grow. I truly do believe that that's how I've grown my audience and my business. And I truly do believe that that is the making of an incredible personal brand. So thanks so much to Karen for coming on and chatting with us today. And I hope that you enjoyed the episode. So that is it, my dear friend, for today's episode. I really, really hope that it was valuable to you. I really hope that you got some information that you can take away to really start growing a profitable and memorable personal brand and just show up for life being unapologetically yourself. I would be super, super grateful if you could take just a couple of moments of your time to leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. I really appreciate you listening today. Thank you so much and I will see you in the next episode.